Hello and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug for parents going through the teenage years. I'm Rachel Richards, parenting coach, mother of two teenagers and two bonus daughters. Hi there, I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, mindful therapist and musician and mother of three teenagers. Two of them are twins. Susie, you mentioned this as a topic a while ago because you noticed a number of people in your age group was separating yes yeah there seemed to just be a few in my in my circles yeah 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 today's episode actually came in as a request a lady told me that there's someone in i have to be careful about this a lady told me there's someone that is in her circle Mm -hmm. in her family circle who has decided she doesn't want to be married anymore they have a teenage son who's going into his he's 16 ish Mm. 16 17 and rather than just go for it straight away they are not going to tell him for two years Mm -hmm. so that he can get through this final stage of his education and then they're just going to split okay and she's told this member of her family yeah and it's a bit awkward for her member of her family because yeah then nobody's she's not supposed to tell anybody no which is really awkward that can be awkward for her yeah and you know there are opinions on what the best thing to do in that situation is do you stay together for the sake of the teen do when do you tell that it's all big stuff so we'll talk about that it's tricky and when i started researching this i read a headline in the daily mail why teens are the ultimate marriage record (laughs) (laughs) and uh, this is based on uh a a statistic which is that the average age of divorce is 45 for men and yeah. 42 for women yeah. and the writer then extrapolated out and said well that's when we have teens so amazing, they're marriage wreckers amazing research <laughs> brilliant and I, I read that such clickbait clickbait is where you know they make you want to read the article because you're so horrified so ridiculous yeah the, the daily mail is basically a, a kind of it's a rag yeah. uh, um anyway we all know t- having teenagers is hard but when i actually looked at the numbers uh, most people, you know, the, the biggest spike is in the 20s yeah. for, for marriage yeah. breakdown. And it's in the first two years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's not when you've got to teenagers. do with your kids. It's, it's not your, your relationship <laughs> and your kids maybe are the catalyst. <laughs> Correct. So we'll come on to all of that. Yeah. Uh, and it's a sprawling topic, but we'll talk about um, how to spot if you actually should be working on yourself rather than divorcing. Because some relationships really don't work yeah. and, you know, they shouldn't be together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how to go about talking to your kids about it and the key things that you can do to separate in a way that affects your teenagers as little as possible. Yeah. And I've had some amazing help from listeners. So amazing. thank you, everyone, Brilliant. before we start. Right. Nuggets. Let's we do a nugget. Yeah, my nugget today is, so my eldest has gone off to university So that has lots of things involved in that uh, for me and for him and the rest of the family. It's it's an interesting time, Mm. Um, mainly positive. It's it's really um, exciting for him, really excited for him. Um, So he's not very far away, which also makes a difference um, psychologically as well. And and he had actually forgotten or not forgotten. There was something he he didn't think he'd need. And then he did need. So he said, could you bring it up? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Just pop by. I'd love um, to. I'd love to. And um, I was it was waiting for you to ask. It was right at the end of Freshers' Week, so he was. It was right at the start, and he was busy with Freshers. And I said, we won't stay. Like, I won't stay. And is it all right if your siblings come? Because they were like, oh, can we come? And if not, that's cool. We'll just like I hand it to you over in the car park if that's we'll come another time. But he was like, no, 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 it's fine. I am busy, but I've been really nice to see you just briefly. 
So we went up. It, it then turned out that he wasn't busy because he didn't want to go to the event that was on. It was a it was a formal ball, which is not his bag. <laughs> so he did not go. Uh, so he had a bit more time than he thought. Um, and anyway, long story short, we were sitting having a drink in the cafe and we were m- mucking about a lot. And there was a lot of banter and a lot of like, oh, it was, it was yes, really fun. This is with his family. Yeah. And he just kind of, he breathed and he went, oh, it's really nice. I can be as inappropriate as I want. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Make some bad jokes and it's all good. And oh. you could just see he was enjoying this because he, he's made friends yes. and it's all going really nicely. And it's new and he yeah. is really inappropriate normally. So. <laughs> Oh, that's so, hilarious. You know, it was really nice for him to be to be that. And it, so it's the reminder was that, mm. you know, if we can be their safe space, it, it just felt like a real blessing, a real yes. beautiful space. And also that it's really hard when you meet new people. Yeah. So he's made some really lovely friends. But at, in those early stages, yeah. you're still kind of scoping each yeah. other out. And you're a bit scared to say certain things just in case, you, you know, and I've seen this with all of my yeah. kids this this the, it's it, they need that yeah, that buffer someone to come back to and just oh. yeah. and he's an introvert so he, he's really mm. good at socializing he's, he's learned that and he's, he's very good at it now um and it's draining yeah it's yeah. draining so it was it was really it was really lovely little and how lovely that you didn't suffocate him and go well we'll come up and we'll just look out look around yeah, your room and yeah, meet yeah. all your friends yeah <laughs> no no yeah that was nice lovely so so for me mine was about um a conversation I had with the most amazing woman. She has teenagers and one of them had a quite a dramatic accident. Um, she's had a toxic boss who has meant she has actually left her workplace mm-hmm. and the area she lives in, there are, there's been a lot of sirens going around, more police presence and I, she dropped these things into the conversation as if they were nothing. They just, mm. you know, we were there for quite a while, but they just kind of, with little, little things dropped into the river. And I, every time I thought, gosh, that sounds much bigger than she's, yeah. she's saying it is. And she then said that she'd been feeling a bit depressed and bitchy mm-hmm. and she's gone on HRT in the hope that it will help. Mm. And, you know, my response was, yeah, that's it. You know, it might be menopause mm. and it might be really helpful. But have you also noticed how hard your life has been over the last period of time and that maybe that's actually having an impact on you physically? And her response was, yeah, well, I can't complain. There are other people who have it oh, way yes. worse than me. That's so Classic, funny. classic response. And it's so interesting because there's an amazing book that I highly recommend by Dr. Edith Egger, who, which is called The Choice. She survived a concentration camp and witnessed some of the most horrific things. And she talks in it about how there is no measure of suffering. No. It's not this person had it way worse than, so my suffering doesn't matter. We all experience things mm. and we all need to acknowledge the impact it's had on us. Not so we can wallow in it, but by actually inspecting and saying, wow, that really, that's tough. Yeah. Then we can heal from it and yeah. we can move on. She's amazing. She's it's, amazing. And there's another book, uh, Gabon Mate, right? It's the myth of normal and, and these kind of experiences, you know, they're a part of normal life and any reaction to it is, is a normal response to it, to difficult circumstances rather than making it either belittling it and ignoring it or making it into be some sort of massive mental health issue. Absolutely. It's normal. You have a one of our lovely reviews. I do, which is very lovely. It's called Huge Help as I Learn to Adapt My Parenting to the Teenage Years. I'm so grateful Yay. to Rachel and Susie for their research and sage advice. 
I routinely listen to the podcast and look forward to new episodes as well as consulting past ones as I face new stages in my teens' lives. Thank you for presenting thorough investigation and sharing your experiences in such an engaging and accessible way. Love it. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's, that's really so nice. lovely. Thank you. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, it's so helpful to hear these yeah. things because it makes you think, okay, we're doing a, yeah, something. It's really lovely. We're making a difference. Now, are you ready to talk about marriage and divorce? Oh, yeah. yes. So marriage.com, <laughs> as I mentioned, that statistic I mentioned earlier on, it's the first two years that's the most dangerous in terms mm-hmm. of divorces. And then it's actually fifth through to eighth years. Mm-hmm with the seventh and eighth being the most perilous. Yeah. That's not when you have teenagers. No, but okay. I wonder, there's, there is an uptake. I think it, when the teenagers get old and they're more independent yeah. and maybe yeah. when they leave home and then suddenly you're looking at your partner going, wow, yeah. we've, we have, we've drifted apart and yes. there's no need. We don't, we don't have the same interest I completely anymore. agree. I think there is an uptake then as well. I don't know statistics on it. I, well, the statistics I saw said that after the eighth year, it starts to decline. Yeah all the way up to the 15th year at which yeah. point it plateaus and you've just got consistent rates of, okay. of people divorcing but yeah. you know again this is just uh, but I agree I yeah. think it's actually when people maybe think well we don't need to do this anymore yeah and um, maybe we were just staying together for the kids and I don't want to spend the next 20 years with you yeah so. yeah because yeah. our values change and yeah. our need right so and that can be painful and coming back to that daily mail article <laughs> um she claims couples argue more about teenage children than at any other stage. Now, I can, I can see that because it, it, it's quite challenging. You know, you, the, the thing is, teenagers, the problems can be bigger yeah. and more taxing. Yeah. So there is, there is, this is her claim. And she, she came up with one example. And it was where this couple her, were in a shop and they had their 14-year-old son and he had his birthday money. Yeah. And she had said, why don't you, to the husband, go off with the son and he can buy his video game while I just finish the shop. Mm. on no account by Grand Theft Auto because it's really rapey and violent. Well, they're prostitutes. Prostitutes, all that. <laughs> and um, what did he come back with? Grand Theft Auto. And the father said, look, all his mates have got it. It's not such a big deal. And she said, look, the one thing I said was don't buy this. Uh, and he, and it turned into a row. And mm. he said, well, if you feel that strongly about it, then take it back. And she said, fine, I will. But it turned into a big round. Mm. That is not your teenager's fault. No, absolutely. There's nothing to do with the teenager. It's completely their relationship. I read this and thought, for God's sake. And my husband, I mentioned it to him and he said, oh, oh, if if you had told me not to get this, I yeah. would walk off with that ringing in my ears. Yeah. And if I disagreed, I would have had a conversation with you at offline. Home. At home. Oh, that's, that's brilliant <laughs> journalism. Yeah. Well done, you. <laughs> Thank you for that example. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Carl Picard, Harvard-trained psychologist, said when parents neglect to look after themselves and their marriage, you're, you're much less able to care for your adolescents and the adolescent, the adults can end up blaming the child. Yeah, of course. Right. So it's, always, is, yes. it's not their responsibility. It's, it's not their responsibility. But and it, also, can be a, it can absolutely be a catalyst because it it's can. really challenging. But then you can step back and look at the background and what's going on and and that's absolutely spot on that one because uh Tanith Carey who wrote the article but actually has some good suggestions um one of the things she pointed out was spot the proxy battles Mm. are you feeling irrationally triggered by your partner's parenting Mm. because actually it might be to do with tensions in your relationship and they're being fought via the children it's often to do with um sort of control issues you know and and when we have teenagers it's very much about or it can feel like it's very much about control and 
what are they allowed to do? What are they not allowed to do? All of the things that we discuss every time. Um, and that can feel um, very difficult to navigate with somebody else if you're not on the same page yes. or you're already triggered by them. You know, it, it just exacerbates everything. Yes. And and solve your own hang ups. Yeah. Um, you know, is the thing your teen doing wrong or in your eyes wrong actually linked back to treatment you experienced in yeah. your childhood? You know, a yeah. bit of self-introspection. Yeah. And um, we marry our parents. We marry our I'm parents. really sorry yeah. that we do. And that feels really weird and awkward. But we don't marry our parents. And we, yeah. can, we can think, oh, but my partner's nothing to like my parent. But there are elements in our partners that we pick that make us feel like we did when we were kids. Mm. That's, the, that, that's mm. the thing. It's not that they look like them or they are like them. But there's yes. something in them that makes us feel how we did, that yes. that parent made us feel. And that's where, that we need to look at. Yes. No, absolutely. I think that's completely mm. spot on. Um, and that gets massively triggered when we mm, are parenting ourselves. Yes. Yeah, really, really good point. Mm. One of the things is, look, the same rows have been coming up for the last three years. You know, so actually record, you can record your rows. Like, what are we rowing over? Is it the same, always the same <laughs> thing? watch them back in the evening. And can we, can we fix, is this fixable or is this something we fundamentally just don't agree yeah. on? Um and, and we deserve, everyone in a relationship deserves respect. These are human beings we're dealing with. Yeah. You know, whether you've stopped loving your partner or yeah. what, they you both deserve respect. So yes. this kind of curb your eye rolling and criticism yeah. and backbiting yeah. because it doesn't help anybody. And most relationship problems, like 90% of relationship problems are to do with communication mm. and how we communicate or how we don't communicate. And so having a look at communication patterns is can be absolute game changer yes so 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 these are all things that could lead you to going well you know maybe maybe we could learn better patterns yeah. or are we actually what is the foundation our relationship is built on because if it's an empty vessel mm. th then it may be that it's time to sort of move yeah. on but try and do some of this work before you yes. decide to divorce because yes, yes, yes. you're still going to be parents together and you're still going to have to talk to each other I and you're still going to have to make decisions. Absolutely. And a lot of people, um, I think, you know, think, oh, great, it's a fix because it's really difficult. And maybe the marriage God, is <laughs> over and, you know, there are a million yes. reasons I'm divorced. You know, it's 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 really challenging and really painful and it's very multi-layered. But you don't get out of it. It's not mm. like a get out of jail card because you still have to co-parent yes. and that's really challenging. So if you can learn to communicate, <laughs> that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's absolutely key. Like if we can just look at one thing that you could do before you push the button yeah. is like we just how do we be get better at communicating yeah, and because we're going to have to do it super super challenging and, and i think when you're not going through a divorce or you've never been through a divorce i used to be really smug you know why <laughs> oh god can't they just you know get on with it for the sake of the kids it's so you know it's so awful you know and then you're in it and you go oh my goodness it's super super challenging yes. and painful yes so you know it's painful and really the, painful, painful. the pain is the hard it's thing multi-layered yes. you know you're you're saying goodbye to a family you know and and a you know, the future and there's so much in it. It's super, super painful for most people. And that's not even including if there's been, you know, betrayal or other issues. Um, so it's not without its challenges, but it's really worth just trying to be as respectful as possible and communicate as cleanly as possible if you can. Yeah. And it, and it can trigger an existential crisis yeah. where you you literally like who am, you know, yeah, if I'm not in this marriage and I'm not this person, I'm not this person, what now am I? Yes. And it may be that one person feels that way and the other person's like, yeah, I can carry on. Yeah, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. moving this direction. It's brilliant. Yes. And that often is the case. It's really hard. So what about staying together for the kids? 
Oh, no. Ooh. So no. my friends no. actually I did the short term. don't to be judgmental, term. but... <laughs> no, no. My friends did the short term because they had a similar scenario. So they had actually three kids who were all going through very important exams. Yeah. And I, I, I spent some time with the, the wife, th- three of us women together in a very intense situation for a few days, and she never mentioned it once. Mm which was amazing. Mm. How did you do that? Yeah. And and suddenly they announced it after the exams were mm. over to the world. And I just went, what, what, what? hang on, what? Mm. But there were little signs that had yeah. where, that had made me very confused about their relationship. Yeah. So I don't know how it felt on the inside for those kids. No, I think what the problem is, and, I, and, I, and people have to do what feels right for them. Mm-hmm. And if that works for them, then of course they do that. So I'm not judging anybody for what the choices they make. I just would, be concerned possibly that because teenagers have their antennae out all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. and they need heightened to, yeah yes. heightened and they need they need to what they see and hear and experience has to be in alignment with what they're you know with all of it it has to all be in alignment and when they are seeing things that aren't in alignment that confuses their antennae and that, that goes back onto themselves and they mm. then start to wor- wonder about their own judgment yes, and everything I feels that. a bit sort of discombobulated thank you (laughs) and out of alignment and that can really kind of knock them and they don't quite know why and something's not quite right but they don't know what it is so clean messaging is is usually the best but it can be really difficult I love that that's so important because it's this when you're teenager when you're a teenager you are trying to work out what you really think of the world and how things work Mm. and how your friends work and 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 if things are slightly off yeah then you just think it's you think it's you, you yeah, your judgment. Yeah. So you could, you know, mum right. and dad saying, we're all good, we love, and then they see their body language mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not how they're talking. Yes. They'll be like, whoa, that doesn't match. And they won't yes. be conscious maybe of what it is, but that will go in because they're sponges. that you pre- pretend to be getting on really, really well. Yeah. Like, <gasps> and then as soon as the exams are over, yeah. you go, <gasps> and the yeah. kid goes, wait, wait. wait. And, and then they'll start thinking, well, what else have you what lied else? about? Exactly that. What, what, who can I trust? Yeah. Exactly right? So it has its problems. Yeah, it needs to be in alignment. Mm. But and it's difficult and, you know, people oh. do it for all sorts of reasons. So yeah. whatever works, you have to do. And studies reveal that children who are raised in a two-person loving and stable environment show fewer signs of depression, anxiety and defiant behaviour. Who knew, hey? <laughs> um, <laughs> and these children have better academics and develop cast- uh, better c- capacity for truly yeah. intimate relationships, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this up is that children raised in stressful and conflicted marriages are more stressed, have more defiant behavior and more problems than children raised in a stable, divorced or stable single yes. parent home. Yeah, because they are, um, you know, children fundamentally are, they are competent in the sense, and we talked about this right at the start of the podcast, they're competent in that if something is out of alignment, they make a noise. Mm. So go, hang on, this is a bit weird. What's going on? They don't know it consciously. they probably can't verbalize it so if they're feeling this mismatch of what's going on they'll probably play out a bit because they'll be like wow what's going on i need some attention i don't quite know why i just feel it feels funny so that would possibly be why yeah no brilliant and christine northam a relationships counselor for relate says parents who stay together for the children often don't take into account the model they're presenting to their children no. So we talk about this a lot. This kind of loveless examples yeah. can actually hamper children in their adult yes. relationships because they're forming. This is why this teenage years mm. are so important because they're starting to form an imprint mm. of what is a mm. relationship, yeah. what is love, and if what they're living with 
doesn't really doesn't match. match. It no. can be very confusing. No. And also, if people are staying together, but they might be having other relationships, then mm. the kids can feel very confused yeah. by how this works. Yeah. I'm sure there are occasions where it does work and it's the best mm. solution, but it's it's not without its problems, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so co-parenting amicably. Uh, <laughs> sorry. After divorce. Really hard. That's, that's totally possible yes. and hard. <laughs> that's the kind of nirvana mm. that everyone would like to have happen, yeah. but can be incredibly difficult. Yeah. But let's actually, let's go back. So helping teen- teenagers through this. So what we need to do is like, what, how do we deal with this? How do we tell teenagers? Right. So we've, we've said, okay, we're going to tell the teenagers. Yeah. And we've decided. And you kind of need to know that and you need to say it together. Mm. And I've had feedback from a teenager who's helped me with this. So I've researched and I've had uh, someone explain things. Uh, the worst thing you can do is leave them to work it out for themselves. Yes. You do need to, like, if they see the parents treating each other poorly and then they think, well, I think maybe they're going to get divorced. I don't mm. know. Um, I and saw it's my... terrifying for them because that's rocking their whole world. Yes. Or I saw my parents t- treating each other really badly and I was kind of, yeah. Come on. when's this happening? When's this happening? <laughs> yes. It didn't happen. Why is it not happening? Yeah, What's wrong yeah. with them? Why are they not getting divorced? Yes. This is awful. Yes. Okay. Um, do it together. Do it calmly. Explain to them explicitly it's not their fault. Mm. And when you explain the, it to the teenager, you need to be prepared to say, you may be feeling all sorts of emotions. Yeah. Did you understand what we're saying? what are your questions and you don't have to come up with all the questions now because they may come in trip you know trickles or you may have a a question in the middle of something at any point i'm happy to talk about it and it's quite often in when a marriage breaks down that one person is is more upset than the other yes not always there's a million varieties of why and all of the logistics but um so that can be really difficult um if, if you know, trying trying to present very painful uh, presenting a face in that in that place that's difficult for the mm-hmm. teens to watch. But it's you know it is what it is, I guess. Uh, but I guess you best. both have to kind of sit and say, okay, the most important thing at this point yeah. is our teenagers. Yes. It's it's just can we get to that space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that again is the nirvana. It's not yeah, always easy, yeah. but it was not easy. Yeah. Um, and the things you want to have ready for that conversation is. Will they have to move away from friends and school? Yes, the logistics. Uh, are they going to have two homes? Yes. One parent? Well, you know, yes. How is this going to work? They're going to want to know they this will. stuff straight away. What about the finances? Yeah. Does this mean that their allowance yeah. is gone? You know, what's happening with Christmas? Yeah. And with the remembering that for a teenager, the world revolves around them. Completely, That's completely around them. normal. Yes. So they need to know these things, actually. And and things like don't put them in the middle right away. So let's say you, you announce that you're going to do mm-hmm. this. Don't say... So who do you want to stay with this no. weekend? No, 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 no. You, you have to have this stuff solved yeah. beforehand and then just present it to them and say, well, so, we, so we thought this weekend you'll do this, yeah. next weekend, yeah. and then we can discuss Later things. Can discuss it, yes. Exactly. And so you gone. need to parent them still. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, it's possible that they have all sorts of emotional reactions mm-hmm. that, and we, we, you know, we take it all very personally sometimes, yes. don't we? And they might be really angry, especially if, there's, if it's obvious that one person is leaving and the other is staying they might be really angry with that person and that's like a really natural reaction and we have to be really emotionally mature and take that yes Um, or they might be numb shocked you know there could be a million reactions and it's really more helpful to them 
to take the position that it's nobody's specific fault because yes, what absolutely. I've learned from relationships through my life is that even when one person has an affair, there's other oh, stuff going goodness, on in the yes. marriage. You know, we you it's really important that they start to understand that it's not there's not just one person to blame no, in anything. No, absolutely really good point. So even if it is one person leaving or for whatever reason, there's a million reasons as to why the marriage hasn't worked. Um, it's never just one person's fault. Absolutely. And one of our listeners made a fantastic point, which is it's probably the first time your kids see you as something more than just being a mum or dad. Mm, yeah. I thought, gosh, yes. Yeah. Yes, because now you're a single. It's like it's like you're an atom that mm. d- is lost an electron and you're going mm. to be looking around. for. You know, mm. They'll think like that. Yeah. Um, and they do tend to feel um, concern. And, you know, if, if one person is moving out, which is often the case, you know, they're going to maybe go from the family home to a tiny little rental bedsit somewhere possibly or something equivalent and and they can feel all sorts of feelings for that you know worry concern feel sorry for them or not you know the million reasons but a uh, million feelings i mean um but you know they they're thinking these things and just with all sorts of other scenarios saying to them it's okay whatever you're feeling it's okay you know this is a normal reaction it's you know rather than saying well can't you just get over it or these are things are very painful yeah really so so the ways that you can not and they might not they might well they might might just just want to get on with their friends and that's that's also cool (laughs) yes yes Dr. Carl Pickhart, a Harvard-trained psychologist, says because divorce catches adolescents, the, the sort of 19 to 13-year-olds mm. in the age of detachment, their common responses are aggressive, mm. pushing against, pulling away from parents, mm. trying to exercise control. The older ones, the 13 to 18-year-olds, tend to understand better what divorce is mm. and they kind of want to move on. They mm. kind of just like, what, so now what? What's yeah, going to happen now? Yeah, yeah. And who's going to pick me up tomorrow? Yeah, you can expect any, and and they want to. Uh, quite often, they want to just rely on their friends. They want yeah, to go and spend time with yeah. their friends, and that's critical. So, the other thing is, if you are saying right, you spend one weekend here, the next weekend there, don't hog all their time. No, because they're going to be like, well, what about my friends? Yeah, that's really. I, important. I don't want to have to spend time with my parents just because you yeah. separated. That's really, really key, actually, because they um they do really need that, and we suddenly forget you suddenly can get a little bit protective of the time we have with our teenagers. It's my time. It's my... Exactly. And they're like... Of course, of course. Yeah, but I want to hang out with my mates. (laughs) Um, It's not relevant to them. You're their base. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And And that's tricky if you move away. Particularly if you move away. Particularly if you... And and they may go through grief if they have to move, my goodness, if they have to move schools, if they have to... Anything like that that's disruptive. Um, I mean, and the challenge for divorced parents is this working divorce, what they term a working divorce. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, you can use technology. The amazing thing now, which I'm sure you didn't have, was uh, there are apps now where that you can use, like there's the custody exchange app where it, you can go, it takes you through all the steps of creating a plan. What things do you mm. need to think about? Yeah, we did not have that. You did not have that. And that's actually just starting from ground zero thinking, yeah. well, what am I supposed to consider? Yeah that can really help. Yeah, that sounds great. And we do need to also, if you're going to separate, you've got to accept that the person who is in the other house, the other parent is going to have their own rules. Yes. And that's hard because you have that. You and your ex have different rules and you're amazing because you just say, well, that's, yeah. that's how it works in his house yeah. you you can have conversations yeah. about it it has to be and you have to pick you have to get really good at picking your battles yeah it depends on the communication but mm-hmm. you can get to the point where you have to you know let everything go actually yeah yeah questions teens will internalize 
potentially about divorce. Things like how can parents who commit to get married choose not to stay married? Mm. If the commitment to marriage uh, is made to be broken, then what other commitments can you trust? Yeah. You know, it can shake their sense of yeah. what what does it mean to commit to yeah. somebody? And you can, com- I remember having, because mine were very little when I got divorced, so it's very different, but they go through developmental stages where they question everything once more and then it looks a bit different. So you have the conversation again. Um, and I remember once when they were younger, you know, does that, you know, it, it that you can stop loving you know, the parents can stop loving each other. Does that mean you can stop loving Absolutely. us? Absolutely. Another one. Yes. And it's like explaining, you know, the love I have for you is very different. That's kind of unconditional yes. and that can never be broken. Yes. This is conditional and it did get broken. Um, that Just explaining that, that, that that's is different. spot on. And, you know, that actually happened with we with my little bonus daughter mm-hmm. when she was little. And I she, she kept saying, you're not going to marry that woman, are you? And uh, I picked her up one day and I said, what? I put her on my lap and said, what, what what we haven't talked about this you know we're not talking about marriage what's the problem and she said well because if 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 he marries you then he will stop loving me oh, and it was so interesting because you know this is these are emotions and thoughts that kids can have yeah. that's what i said to her i said it's impossible yeah your daddy can never stop loving you he's your daddy and also you can begin to teach them about this what i find is a really beautiful way of looking at the world in general but love as well is abundance and scarcity so that there's yes. not a finite amount of love so if i give you a portion that doesn't mean there's only so much left mm. it's the more love there is the more love there is yeah it grows yeah um, and they teenagers get that yeah. And I love that way. We don't talk about love enough, you yeah. know, the beautiful things yeah. about life. It's too much sort of cynicism. Yeah. And interestingly, I think, you know, uh, there, there is a mention for the, uh, the more adult children. So 18 years and up. Be careful. Be careful because there is a tendency, um, says Angarad Rudkin, who's a clinical psychologist, that we think they are more capable ah, yes. than they are. Don't ever overestimate their maturity. And they can look back and feel like they were living a lie that yes. whole time. And also, you know, parents sometimes can lean on them. Don't yes. lean on, you know, yeah, they still need really you as a parent. Point. And we tend to think, well, they're 18, they're adults now. And we can kind of look, see, now I can tell you these things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, they will look back and wonder yeah. what, what on earth happened. They need you to still be their parent. Yeah. And that's the same with the boundaries. You need to still keep these things in place. You're still their parent, yeah. whatever happens. One of the interesting things that I thought it worth mentioning was uh, we have a listener who has lived this way. And also there's um, a social media couple. She's called Mother Pucker. Mm-hmm. And they have gone through something called nesting. Now, mm-hmm. this is only for the wealthy, I'm sure. But... What happened with our listener was they started out with a a traditional separation Mm -hmm. and they discovered that the logistics were really difficult because there's this whole moving stuff from one Mm. place to the next. Or you have to buy some, you know, both things, but it's still difficult. And I've seen teenagers talking about, you know, when they look back, having to go from one house to the next and take all their stuff and it's stressful. So what they did was they actually kept the home Mm. and each adult moved out Mm. for a week. So one, and they got two small flats, mm. you know, bedsit sort of things, which is really hard yeah. as an adult, mm. but they look back and say, we didn't regret it at all. Amazing. It was really great because, work, it's amazing. yes, because we provided stability for the children yeah. and we were the person, yeah. people disrupted because we were the people who had made yeah. this decision. And they said, you know, things like holidays were treated with flexibility. They, you know, they, and they really were comfortable talking about how do we 
focus on making sure our children's lives work yeah well uh, yeah it's um, amazing if you can make that work it's amazing i'm sure there are real problems with it you know if <laughs> like it sounds really challenging but i i think as a as an adult you can't move on like you can't having a another relationship when that's happened uh, and while you're still nesting yeah i think if i met a man who was doing that I probably wouldn't want to be in a relationship with him because I would find that very difficult if yeah, he was away every week, every yeah. other week. Yeah. And I, you know, and, and the whole point with that was that they're not supposed to invite their partners, new partners to their home because yeah. it's the children's home. You know, it's very but tricky, that's very I selfless think. and an amazing way of doing it. Yeah. And, and maybe it also, you know, the kids think the world revolves around. Yeah. I don't know if they do anyway, don't they? I don't know. Yeah. Challenging. And if you can, if that works for you, brilliant. Finances do become an issue. Yeah. And again, really important not to mention to the child, oh, can you ask such and such for, do not ever involve them in any of this. Again, use an app. Dad's got loads of money or mum's got loads of money. Why doesn't she pay for that? No, (laughs) no. Have that conversation with them. It's really tempting, but don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also I think another thing is there is, you know, so many people get divorced. mm -hmm. You know, it's really normal and common um, that it, also giving the idea that, yes, it's really painful, it's really difficult, depending on how the teen reacts, but it also doesn't have to be the end of the world. We can no. also give that impression that, you know, we're going to be all right, guys. Yeah. That's really important yeah. that it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. And that will help them frame it. Yeah. Because when they can have a conversation with themselves and saying, okay, so I've got two parents now who aren't together but now I've got two families yeah. I can spend time with or yeah. I've got, you know. Yeah. And maybe that transition takes time and maybe it's yes. really painful for a while and you've got yes. to get used to it. And that's a, that's like a, there's a grief in it. There's a mourning time because it's different and it's painful and we'll be OK at the other end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And finally, it's the adult's responsibility to go out of their way to make contact with the teenager and stay in contact, yes. not the teenagers. With bells on. With bells on. So we really have to be conscious that if you want to spend time with them, you don't blame your partner. You have to be the person who will yeah. make that effort. And it can be very difficult because there are partners who block. Yes. It, it's, it's challenging. 100%. But try and keep that those or arguments the away from the team. gets cross and goes, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you. Yeah. And that's fine. You have to respect that and yeah. then go, away. but I'm still here. I'm still yes. here. I'm still here. Keep I'm messaging. Here. Keep saying, I'm here when you want to talk to me. Yeah. I'm sorry you're hurting. Mm. I'm, you know, just, yeah. just keep going at it because it's worth it Mm. and important for them as well important they need both parents so a special thanks to everyone who contributed to this episode i hope it's helped to guide you through the maze of marital breakdown and beyond and if you have any feedback you can reach us at teenagersuntangled at gmail.com hit the follow button on your app give us some stars or even leave a review. Da, da, da. You can find more on the website at www.teenagersuntangled.com. And we're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, Susie's got an, a separate Instagram uh, account and she puts lots of really good things. Yes. Like She writes a blog. Find me there. She's got a web, you watch your website. My website is www.amindful-life.co.uk and you can find links to all of my social media, yeah. which I'm a little bit sporadic on, but I do put things on. She does put things on and Instagram her blog's worth reading. Yeah. Instagram's a good one for her yeah. or LinkedIn. Or LinkedIn, yeah. yeah. Or you can book a free chat with me. Book a free chat. <laughs> What's not to like? <laughs> um, don't just keep booking the free chats though. No, if you get one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to call you out. Go, hi, Susie. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) Right, that's it for now. Bye-bye for now.